Is that a go or is that what are you doing? Are you like fighting off birds? Like, get away, get away, bee. Ah! I can't start because you're laughing and I'm going to start talking and you're going to be like, this is really. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Jose. I'm your other host, Richard. The other other. Or, wow. No, just, wow. Wow. It's back. We're back. I mean, we haven't left. We were here last week. Yeah. Um, but anyway, how did you like last episode of the action? So what really happened is, look, Rick's been gone for two weeks. He went to India. I did. So that's why I said we're back. We recorded a whole bunch of shows up in, in, yeah. in, in anticipation. So we're back in like regularly scheduled yes. programming. So if it's a little rusty, just put a little oil on it. <laughs> little, little Windex and little, WD-40. Little WD-40. Windex? Do you, is Windex like, a like thing? In my big fat is Windex a thing? Oh, in my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah, you gotta put Windex I've never on seen it. that movie in my life, so whatever. Um, so... You know what? I want to start the show off by saying, uh, please, uh, you know, go ahead if you haven't already, give us a five star rating <laughs> and like the show. Yeah, because we're going to talk about Metacritic and Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah, go into iTunes and into your podcast app on your phone and give us a five star rating. Leave us a review. It really helps us out. It gets if it, you wanted to create a second account and do another five star rating. We can't tell you, you to do that. Oh, no, we can't? Is that against the rules? <laughs> I think so. Edit that out. I didn't say that. <laughs> don't do that. See, I just said don't do it. So now I'm clear of but, all But, you know, we've been doing. given the choice of free will. And so you can really do whatever but, you want. See, now that's that's kind of like manipulation. I think it's just like do whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> do it. Be your own person. Be your own person. Do your own thing. But or please... Or multiple people. But give us a, a five star. It helps out because other people see the show and they see that, oh, it got a five star rating. Let me go check it out. And the more people that check out the show, the cooler we get, yeah. period, to our people around us. We're like, hey, look, we got all these people listening to the show. That's all it helps. That's all. <laughs> this is our cool factor. Um, today, <laughs> like I said at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about, um, I, I say it's the problem with Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. Some people don't see a problem. Um, with it's the double-edged sword of the review system. So yeah, I mean, reviews are good, right? Reviews have been yeah. around for a long time, um, but recently with the rise of the internet, I had to say it all loud and big because it's yeah. like it rose. He put his hands in the I air. I put my hands in the air too, like I'm doing something. Um, with the rise of the internet uh, and just our access to information. Before Rick, do you remember how you used to get movie reviews before? Uh, I used to stay up late and watch Siskel and Ebert on the on the TV. Dude, they used to have on the. They don't even. Do they have have that show anymore? No, I used to come no. on Saturdays and they'd have a couple of shows, yeah. right? Yeah. Or I'd have it at night. Yeah, they'd have it at night, and they would run through a few different movie reviews. And you know, I remember that was kind of my first like exposure to like having opinions about movies and things like that. And you would you would kind of align yourself like, oh, like I agree, I agree. I agree with Siskel agree. more often, or I agree with Ebert more often. Um, and it would kind of like, if if they liked it, then I would probably go see it. Right? Yeah. So you might have your favorite reviewer, maybe it's Siskel and Ebert on TV, yeah. or in your local paper, you'd have movie right. reviews, right? Yeah. So maybe you really like, hey, this guy, I saw the movie, I did what he, you know, I went to see the movie he recommended, and I liked it. Yeah. Or even with your friends, right? Your friends yeah. say, hey, go check this movie out. You watch it, this movie's like crappy, and you're like, oh, I don't want to watch that movie. Um, I don't want to watch. 
um, I don't want to watch that movie again. I don't want to recommend anything he's, you know, see anything he's recommended because yeah. I went and saw that movie and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Our, kids, our kids are in here it's doing stuff. So <laughs> I think they got it. Uh, anyway, so that's how we used to get our reviews. Right. And then, you know, Metacritic came and then the internet came. So people were putting reviews online. Yep. And there's all these movie reviewers now yep. and uh, from newspapers, but also from like just websites that people YouTube. create. Yeah. You, and, and YouTube comes now. You have even more reviewers. And so then you get Rotten Tomatoes on the scene. And they basically aggregate all the scores. Yep. They say this person. But. So here's my first problem with Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes is they have to convert the scores somehow. Yeah. Right? Because not everybody's on the same scale. So they have to weight it differently. Yeah, they have to average out basically what people are saying and throw it against, you know, some sort of base standard that they have. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're it's almost as if they're making it up. A little bit. Yeah. That that and there's almost uh, already a bias. Yeah. Into it, right? Yeah. And well, and, and think about it. So it, here's one of the problems, too, is that when you read the review from Siskel Ebert or somebody else, right, you read what the movie was about overview. Like when you, even when you listen to us and we talk about a movie, you hear the good points and you hear our kind of negative comments without spoiling the movie, but just the general feel. And then you make your decision based upon that. Yeah. With this, it gives you a score. Yeah. And so if it's a Rotten Tomato score, you think... Well, of course, that's bad. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I've had I've had friends that will say like, oh, it didn't get over 70 percent in Rotten Tomatoes. I'm definitely not going to go see it. Yeah. And so now what you have is movie uh, studios saying, oh, well, that movie got a bad score. And then now it didn't make as much money. Right. Because yeah. money drives movie production. Yeah. So if a movie makes a bunch of money most of the time. Most of the time, they'll make more of them or movies more like that. Hopefully, they don't make a bunch of sequels, even though they're going to. But they just make movies that are similar to that and in that style and things like that, over that nature. Hence and, the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, I love Fast and Furious. It's great. Yeah, it makes a bunch of money, right? Good. But I don't. Pretty sure I don't even know what their Rotten Tomato scores are. It's probably terrible. Um, but <laughs> but because it makes a bunch of money, yeah, it's it's a good thing. But the problem now is that. A lot of people aren't seeing movies that don't score very well. Right. And these these come out in advance, so they're like, oh, I'm not going to watch this movie now. And everybody has access to it. So th- there, there's there's two scenarios. Either either Rotten Tomatoes gets to see... So before before we go too far, there's, there's two different ratings Rotten Tomatoes does, right? There's the Rotten Tomato rating, which is like their fresh meter, and then there's the audience rating, right? So like as people, like as um, users of the website, you can go and put your own rating after you've seen the movie and so they have the two different scores so there's there's two kind of scenarios that jose and i noticed and one there's okay well rotten tomatoes didn't give this movie a high enough rating so i'm not going to go see it um the second scenario is studios requesting that rotten tomatoes doesn't release a review or basically anybody releases a review of it until the day the movie comes out so you can't get affected by it right but that honestly makes me not honestly see that the affects it it makes me not that, want to see the movie that 100 percent affects it yeah yeah um so real quick fast and the furious uh 53 percent 36 percent 37 percent 29 percent for the for the fourth one yeah for the fourth one i'm telling you these movies aren't bad yeah six one gets 69 percent. i don't know how it happened I think it was Paul Walker's last one. No, the seventh, seventh one okay. is Paul Walker's last. one. I don't one. know. They were all they're all the sim. They're all similar to movies to me. I so don't know why the, they get different. The ones. sixth one is, I think, the first one with Rock. No, the no, it's, one is the sec- the first. it's the second one with the Rock. 
It's we don't even know. No, because you know I too many I just actually saw this one in India. Really? Without oh seeing gosh. the other ones. Uh, this is this is the second one with the Rock, and uh, it was before Paul Walker's last movie, and so I think that's probably when they finally got the formula working really really well. Nah, man, they're all the same. I mean, they're they're, no, they're, I, they're they are all the same they don't, movie. I, here's the thing: they don't really deserve that great of a rating, but they make a bunch of money, so yeah. people are going to see them. Yeah. But but so with big blockbusters, this isn't actually too big of a problem. You think about Batman versus Superman; people don't care. They're going to see that movie. That movie made a ton of money, man. Yeah. And so they made sequels. Justice League also actually made a ton of money, not as much as they wanted. And I think it did have something to do with the score, and partly because of Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um. But what really happens? The real problem that happens is with lower budget films because yep. they get they get such a bad rating and people are like i don't want to waste money or time on that i know the fast and furious i don't care what rating it gets i know what's going to happen and if it's even better hey it's cool right. mission impossible i know it's going to be a great movie i don't care yeah. what rating it gets but some of these other movies that i've never heard of the person before or even if there's stars in it if i've never if you didn't get a lot of press or anything and i see that it got a bad score i'm not going to watch gonna waste it. your time so that means that studios stop being original and they stop it's the same thing yeah. that happened with games yeah right because a long time ago you used to have original ideas and original games and people just yep. throw a bunch of games out and they'd be all crazy and wacky and stupid and then people stopped buying those games because they were lame right i mean honestly that's the part of the thing is that they got burned so many times and they had call of duty one call of duty two and they just that formula just kept going and that made a lot of money so people were like well, let's just make those games. Yeah, let's just stop make making these other shooters. games. Yeah. To the point where didn't they release some of the Call of Duty games without a story mode at all? Um, no, I don't. I maybe, maybe but I mean, the, the story. I know they've done the that with fighting loose. games. They've done definitely done with fighting games. We've talked yeah. about that. Um, but yeah, the story is not as as important yeah. anymore. It's really just let's just whatever people want to pay for, we're going to make, and that's the money makes it makes sense. Follow yeah. the money, but with this, it's not always about the money. It's more about. I mean, it is because they have those lower budget films have a lower margin, right? They yeah. have to make a certain amount of money. Those big budgets, they're going to make money most of the time, regardless, and especially with like international, yeah, international distribution. So they have a second attempt to make more money. I feel like this aggregating of the scores really kills originality, and it yeah. prevent, uh, presents a false narrative for that movie, right? Because yeah. if you just look at the movie and see, oh, um, Equilibrium has a thirty eight percent. Right, Rick doesn't like Eager Living. <laughs> I do, but that's the point. If I tell you this is why I liked Eager Living, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I like that same thing. I want to go watch it." But if Rick says I didn't like it because of this reason, you're like, "Yeah, wait, I don't like that kind of thing either. I don't want to watch it." You know, you right. make that decision. But if you just see the Eager Living has a 38, percent you're like, "I don't want to see that movie now." You shouldn't see the movie anyways. <laughs> or Space Jam also has a 38. percent I can't explain that one. Just, yeah, exactly. See, you want to see that. That's the problem, though, is that those two movies are totally different films. Yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you just look at the rating, yeah, you wouldn't see either one of them because no. it's 38%. But some people really like Equilibrium for certain reasons, and some people don't. And so you lose that quality of, is this a good movie for me? Right? Because movies aren't for every single person. There's no, I mean, those big budgets maybe, but some, some movies just aren't for everybody. Right. And you need the quality of hey, this is good, and hey, this isn't. So when you aggregate all these scores and try to mash them together to make this rating system, for I don't know what purpose, actually. I don't understand how this helps anybody. Do you know how this helps anybody, Rick? Rick, the, please inform me how this can help anybody. How the rating system helps Yeah, how, the, how Rotten Tomatoes helps anybody make a decision about um, a film. 
I don't think it helps the the viewing public. I think it helps the studios. So you think Rotten Tomatoes is for the studios? I think it maybe started out for the viewing public, just like any sort of uh, any sort of reviewer uh, might have seen, or like any sort of um, viewer might have looked at, like Cisco and Ebert and things like that. That's how it started out. But I think because there's so much, um, there's an opportunity for the studios to actually say things now, or like kind of sway, like you know, turn the tables. I think that's where it's starting to help. And honestly, I don't even pay attention to Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes very often. Every now and then, like if it's just something I've never heard of, I might check it out. But for the most part, since we watch a lot of movies, I tend to make up my own mind, you know, within the trailer or if it's a a certain actor that I know I usually like. Yeah. Hey, Rick, guess what Ready Player One's Rotten Tomatoes score is? Uh... It should be a zero percent, <laughs> but I'm probably sure it's probably higher. It's a seventy-three percent. Seventy-three percent. Seventy-three percent. Wow. Seventy-three percent of the people that saw this movie are completely but it's, wrong. But that's not even the. It's not even what. Uh, is that's it? right. Is no, it? no, no, no. It's it's, it's not a percentage it's, of, the, of the people that like the movie. It's just the overall rating. Percentage of the rating. See, that's yeah. that's even more confusing. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. If it would have been seventy-three percent of the people that watched it liked it out of the pool of a hundred we picked or something, yeah. you know, seventy-three people, I'd be like, okay, I can understand that. But that's not even what it is. Yeah, it's it's really odd. I, I don't. Hey guys, I have a, I have a tangent conversation. Go, go ahead. Since Jose did this, um, Ready Player One is garbage in all <laughs> forms. <laughs> you can at me. You can you come at come, you at, can me, come at me. Come at me, bro. Hey, real quick, <laughs> do you think that? Um, do you pay attention to Metacritic? Or I wouldn't even talk about Metacritic, but the same thing. I mean, Metacritic is the same thing. The same thing. Yeah. Do you do you pay attention to Metacritic or Rotten Tomato scores, or do you really not care like Rick and me and just go watch the movie based upon trailers or just word of mouth? Let us know. Drop us a line or tell Rick he's dumb for not liking the Ready Player One book at it's going to get stupid at gmail or find us on Twitter at IGTGS show. Or Facebook, Facebook.com slash IG. Uh, it's going to get stupid. Or on uh, Instagram at it's going. Uh, no. What, what is at it's going to get stupid? I don't know. I think you that's it. The Instagram. Yeah. At it's going to get stupid. Um, or on Facebook. Facebook. You just, no, said, I Facebook. just said Facebook. Wow. Or We're rusty website. guys. Tell you rusty. <laughs> Put that oil on it. Quick, quick. Get the oil can out, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tin Man. Uh, that was a Wizard of Oz reference. That's how old. That's old the show is getting. It's bad. Um, no, no, no. Uh, www.itsgoingtogetstupid at www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com, not at Gmail. I turned a website into an email address. This is the best You're ever. So old. I don't know how to internet, guys. Look, I just made a Wizard of Oz reference. What do you want from me? I, I would say, you know, I, I feel like we're bringing this, this topic up without providing a solution. And honestly, my solution to this is... Look at the ratings if you want, right? Go watch movies. Get rid of Rotten Tomatoes. What do you mean? That's that's the solution. No, I mean, you can't because there's people that make money off of it. There's a business and everything like that. Follow the money. But go watch movies. Watch independent movies. Watch smaller movies. Watch the big budget movies. Watch all movies because if all you watch are superhero action movies, you're missing out on a lot of, uh, on a lot of good filmmaking, right? Also, I mean, what I, yeah, too, <clears throat> I would use Rotten Tomatoes because what I do is I look at the, all the, not all the reviews, but I look at like some of the top reviews they have. Yeah. And I see what the critics are actually saying about the movie. Yeah. And I use that to help me <clears throat> really expect what the movie is going to be about. Because right. that's what I go in with good expectations. Not thinking, because what happened when I went to Ready Player One is I went in with great expectations. I was like, this is going to be great. And it was not. 
and I was very disappointed. Yeah. Um, but there's some movies I go in without any ex- uh, expectations, and they're pretty solid. Like Bad Samaritans and a good movie movie that some people don't like but i really liked it yeah i went in with no expectations i was just said hey just try this movie out and it was a solid film so i mean what were you saying go watch movies i've watched a lot of movies yeah recently like more than i normally do uh especially ones in the theater some i've never go see and i've been pleasantly surprised because movies are entertainment they're not it's not about like and that's the problem is they're entertainment so like if we go to if we go to a theme park and you want to ride a roller coaster, there might be some kind of roller coaster that you like, yeah. but I don't like. There might be a roller coaster that I like. I don't like roller coasters though. I'm just gonna ride the teacups anyway. But it's that's also what I like I think one of the most accessible art forms that that we have. I mean, you can you can watch a movie and almost you know you can watch a movie subtitled. You can watch a movie, in, you know that's silent. You can watch you know uh, any kind of movie and get something from it. And there's a lot of people who are out there making movies. There's a lot of people who work on movies and production crews and they deserve an audience. So, and, and honestly, the, the more movies you watch, you will get the frequency for watching bad movies will increase, right? Because you're, 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 you're increasing the, how much intake you're going to have. I, but, but, but I think your threshold right, for what a bad movie is. Right. Changes. Exactly. Your, your, your perspective on what a bad movie mm-hmm. is will change and it'll 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 change over time as you just start to consume more as you start to take in movies that kind of flew under the radar yeah and that's my biggest problem with the rating system or you know i I don't mind individual critic reviews or a recommendation for somebody or listening to somebody talk about it because there are certain things about a movie like i can like a movie if it has really good cinematography which sounds nerdy but yeah i can i can really enjoy a movie for its for aspects of it rather than the whole if it has some good parts, but also bad cinematography can also ruin a good movie for yeah. me, just like a bad ending can ruin a good movie for me. So, I mean, you, you know, each one, each one of us is an individual that consumes media for a certain reason. And there's things that are pleasing and aesthetic and some aesthetic to us and some that are just, maybe we like a good story. Maybe we just like to watch. There's, there's people that watch like scary movies all the time Yeah, and they're dumb and they love them and yeah. I can't fault them for it because they are enjoy they're enjoying it and they're they're now if you start saying this was the best movie I've ever seen in my life and it's way better than you know I don't know Jurassic Park for instance I might be like eh, I don't know what you're talking about here you know yeah um, but they're not saying that they're just like I like scary movies and they're silly and they're goofy yeah. that's it so we have another child interrupting our recording yeah so many children. Between us, we have like uh, nine nine children. Yeah, I only have two. So I said, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, there is no solution of like take it down or anything or don't go to Rotten Tomatoes no, or definitely boycott it. But really, like, just don't take the number and run with it. Yeah. You know, don't take uh, uh, the amount of money a movie makes and run with it or stuff like that. Really find out what a movie is about and go or if, and not. At the end of it, just go see it. Yeah. Just go see a movie. Pay your money for it. Don't bootleg movies. I really... I have a big problem with bootleg movies because like Rick said, like, I'm not in this business at all, right? But I know there are people that work really hard for this and if we keep bootlegging movies, they make less money and they don't get as many jobs and they have to consolidate, you know? So really give back to that community that brings us entertainment. That's all. Cool. Um, So let's move on to the last movies that we watched. So, uh, we decided to just pick something off of Netflix that we had heard about. Actually, that I heard about and Holly 
hadn't really uh, didn't cross her cross her path at all. But we recently watched Train to Busan, which is a Korean zombie movie. Um, it's completely in Korean. There's not even a dubbed version of it, so I actually had to read subtitles. Oh, which... that's good. Well, that's the way you should watch a movie. <laughs> We've discussed that in uh, earlier episodes, yeah, though. <laughs> so uh, it was a really good movie. Um, it takes place. Uh, it doesn't really. I mean, it's modern era, like it's current day. Um, it primarily takes place on a train. Um, That's the name. Train, train to Busan. Busan. Yeah. But I mean, like, does it also take place in Busan? <laughs> actually, no, it doesn't. Oh, wait, don't give it away. <laughs> Spoilers, guys. They don't make it to Busan. Uh, <laughs> In a way, anyways, watch the movie. Watch the movie. <laughs> it's it's a really good zombie movie. Um, the premise of the movie is there's this guy who works as like a trader. I, I think that's kind of what I, I gathered from it. He he sells you know stocks and things like that, and so he's very much in love with his job, right? To the point where him and his wife are. I want to say they're either separated or they're divorced. They have a daughter, and he's very much adamant about him raising the daughter. Um, even though he's never home, uh, the daughter's pretty much raised by his mother. And um, she wants to go to Busan to see uh, her mom for her birthday. Okay. So the daughter get, gives the dad a guilt trip uh, about it and convinces him to take off work and take her to Busan because he missed her recital. Uh, that she that she sang in at school, so she she threw the guilt trip. But there was this really funny part where he's talking to his ex wife, and she's like, "You know, her birthday's tomorrow. Did you forget?" And then he just kind of hangs up on her, and so he goes into the into the little girl's room, and she's like, "You know, I really want to go to Busan." And he's like, "No." She's like, "It's my birthday," and he pulls out this present, and he's like, "I bet you thought I forgot, didn't you?" And so she opens up the present and it's a Wii. Uh, it's like a Wii U yeah. or whatever. And she kind of stares at it and she looks at the box and kind of looks at her dad. And he's like, what's wrong with it? And then she looks over like to her television and there's a brand new Wii brand U new box album, that yeah. he'd already bought her for like child's, like children's day or whatever. Um, I'm guessing that's a holiday in Korea. I don't know. That's a holiday everywhere. <laughs> And so, you know, it, it really set up a, a good dynamic about, you know, how he's raising his daughter or how he's involved with it. Um, but while they're on the train, they start to see, like, you start to see, like, little little pieces of, like, you know, maybe there's a traffic or, you know, there's, like, a bunch of uh, police going somewhere. They finally get on the train and this zombie just straight up attacks one of the train guards while they're taking off. And, I mean, it starts right from there where um, a girl gets on the train that she had just gotten bitten and she fully turns uh, while, while the train is taking off within like the first two minutes of the, of the train ride. Um, The zombies turn really fast in this movie and they're fast. They're all fast moving zombies. So like Uh, 28 days fast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. Um, but they do straight up turn. It's not like just like they've become like the rage virus or whatever. They straight up like they die and then turn. Oh, wow. Um, and they're all walking around like they do like these weird like full body like contortions and everything like that. Like you have like dudes with like arms like twisted behind their their heads and things. Um, 
and they all move really fast and they kind of move in this like hive mentality or like horde mentality hmm. so there's at at some at certain points on a like, train on a train so like you'll get like 20 zombies like that are just like trying to bum rush through train cars and when they break through barricades like a glass wall or a door or anything like that they kind of bust through it like uh like if an aquarium broke and like the water just started pouring out of it like zombies just start like like just spilling out everywhere so um it's a really good story it's very action-packed um it doesn't let up at all uh throughout the majority of the movie um the dialogue isn't too fast to where you can't like get the visual from it and read what's happening. Um, but it's, it's a really well done zombie movie, um, for, uh, it seemed like it was a little low budget, but it was, it was done really, really well. And the story's good. You have people who are in one part of the train who are so determined to protect themselves that they stop other survivors from getting into the train and things like that. So like even on the train, like you see like the best and worst of people, you you start to see people like helping each other to either protect somebody or to get away from zombies. Or you, you have people that are like, no, you're infected. And like, again, with that hive mentality of someone saying that these people are infected, then everyone else that was already in that train car starts to say that they were infected. So it was a really good movie. I highly recommend it. I just watched the trailer while we were sitting here. (laughs) It looks really good. Yeah. It looks crazy with all the zombies just like pouring out. Yeah, it was really weird, Uh, but in a very good way. So I I highly recommend it. It's a good movie. I won't spoil it because it has a, it has a pretty good ending to it. Um, But I definitely recommend it. That's a second uh, horror movie that you're like super recommending over here, man. What was the first one? It. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. These aren't mean, really horror movies, I guess. No, I, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I, I want to say like the first time I saw what was the one in the mall? Dawn Dead of the Dawn. Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead. Dead. Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Dawn of the Dead kind of freaked me out because that was like the first movie I ever saw. Was kind of uh, first zombie movie I saw is like uh, like early twenties ish, and. That freaked me out. But ever since then, like watching Walking Dead and a bunch of other zombie movies, like they don't really get to me anymore. Like, because, well, you, I think when I first saw Dawn of the Dead, it, I focused more on the zombies than I did on the people. Mm-hmm. And so really for me, zombie movies are people. less about the zombies or like zombie TV shows. They're less about the zombies. That's just a circumstance of the environment. Yeah. And I think right? good ones do really play on the human element. Yeah. That's what we really, cause you can't relate to a zombie. I mean, it's really, you can't relate to a zombie. Yeah. You're like, whatever you can't. Well, and there's no redemption, right? Yeah. Like once you're a zombie, you're a zombie. Unless right. you can be turned back, but but you really care about how to pe- how because you put yourself in those shoes. How would I react to yeah. what's going on? And you see some things are going through. You're like, man, that'd be tough. Oh, I don't know how to do that. You know, you kind of put yourself in there. So yeah. that's why The Walking Dead I think is was so popular. Yeah, I said is, and then I thought it's not popular anymore. It gets old. <laughs> it, it gets like the heart heartache yeah. gets old, man. It and, does. And yeah. and I think that's a good example of a show that probably is focused a little bit too much on the people or specific characters yeah and specific. not al- not allowed other characters to kind of grow into their well, it's own a little unrealistic it definitely is it's a little bit yeah. we should have a, we should have we should have a zombie episode we should we should have a zombie yeah. episode we'll do that in the future yeah um okay cool i want to see that movie what was the last movie you saw jose the last movie i saw was the meg which is uh, with jason statham it is the fighting movie a shark about fighting a shark fighting a shark um so where to begin? How big is the shark? 
this shark is i really want to spoil this movie Hey, can I spoil this movie, everybody? I'm going to spoil I, the movie. I don't care. I'm going to spoil this movie right now because you need to, it just needs to be spoiled. Yeah. Um, because you don't... Okay, it's a Jaws movie, so you know what happens. Yeah. It's like nothing crazy, okay? So um, anyway, here is... Does he ever uh, say we need to bring Huh? Does he ever say we need to bring No. Um, here's for your listening pleasure, The Meg. Uh, so <laughs> Rain Wilson plays um, a billionaire yeah. who is has given all this money to create this underwater research facility called Mana One. And this scientist, this oceanographer, is theorizing that the bottom of this floor, this ocean floor off the coast of China, is actually gas. It's not a real floor of the ocean, but it's very deep. I don't know how, okay. how deep it is, but it's deeper than the Mariana Trench. Okay. And so he said, I think there's life under there. Like there's a... They so can't, there's, there's like a layer of gas. Yeah, like there's a layer... Oops. Oh, oh, oh. That's not good. Oh, no. that's crappy. I just dropped my mug Here, of tea. I'll get, I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay. So anyway. So he theorizes that this... It doesn't matter. It's a rental. Uh, theorizes that this um, floor is not actually the ocean floor. Okay. And it is a pocket of gas, but they can't tell because it's so low. Um, so anyway, uh, Rain Wilson goes to the facility to check it out and everything and see things. And um, one of the, the pilots send a little submersible down there and they're doing the test to see. And so the, the oceanographer has his daughter there and she's a marine biologist. And then she has her daughter, a little girl there that you see in the trailer. So, um, Anyway, the one that gets scared by the shark, the one that gets scared by the shark. So they go down there and they real they find out that it is actually a gas of thermal, like thermal gas. And it's separating the icy, uh, the icy bottom of the ocean. And there's like, a, it's a little thermal pocket. So if you go underneath it, there's all this new life that they found. Right. So it's, it's separating the two, whatever areas. So that's cool and all. And, uh, what you find out is that there's something down there with them. Now, before this, Jason Statham had rescued uh, some people from a sub, and did he rescue them with a car? No, he rescued them with the sub, another sub, a little submersible, and something damages a nuclear sub, and he has to leave two of his crew behind, and they call him crazy. They say nothing was down there, nothing could be that big, but he said it hit it so hard that it broke the bulkhead and destroyed the nuclear sub, and so he never dives again, whatever, and so... This submersible gets hit by something, and you know who else is in it? A hero from uh, Heroes, you know the, the Asian dude that played Hero. Yeah, what's he been doing lately? He's been making the Meg, apparently. The yeah, <laughs> and so um, they get hit by something, and they get trapped down there. Right. So now they're like wondering how can we rescue them? What what happened? And the last thing she said is that person was right. And so it's Jason Statham's character. So they go get Jason Statham, and he's a drunk, of course, right. And they go get him to go down and rescue them. And he's all like you know, reluctant, whatever, but he finally does it. So uh, he goes down there. And if, in fact, it's his ex-wife who's the one, the pilot of the submersible, of course. Anyway, so he goes down there to rescue them. But before that, the oceanographer's daughter, the young the marine biologist, goes down there to try to rescue him. She's like done with this, right? And so she goes down there in another little sub and gets attacked by a giant squid. And that's the part you see in the in the theater. Okay. And then the giant squid, as it's crushing her, gets killed by the megalodon. <sighs> okay. Right? Okay. So then the megalodon's like fighting. They're like, oh, it's the megalodon. Blah, 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 blah. Jason Statham comes down. Awesome rescue. Hero sacrifices himself. 
and they shoot up, right? They shoot up and, and escape. Well, the problem is, is that they created a thermal tunnel so that the shark could go through because it couldn't go past that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why okay. it couldn't go. Okay. The ther- Here's my problem with these movies already. Because, <laughs> okay, I was cleaning up the TMS while Jose was was describing this movie, so I couldn't really interject. But the problem I have already with this movie is it's way too complicated. Like, there's way too much pseudoscience. Yeah, oh yeah. And all of so it. much pseudoscience. Okay, continue. Because that's why the Megalodon's never been found, is because it's been under this thermal pocket for so many years, yeah. millions of years, you know, whatever. And so it escapes that underground cavern and is now around. And that's where you see that scene where she's in the thing, and the Megalodon chomps down and then kills two killer, two whales, like two blue whales. It just kills them right in front of them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh no. And so the, then they see it, you know, attacking ships. And so they're like, we got to go catch this thing. We don't have to alert the authorities. We don't have to do any of this. We have to catch this thing. That's of their course. thought. Okay. Of course. So, okay. They're like, um, they're, there's that scene where they're, they're out in the ocean. They're kind of keeping their distance away from the shark. And it's a pretty big shark. I mean, it's as big as their boat. And they're taking out a pretty, almost like a small yacht, you know? And then they're like, we have to tag it with a tracker. But this gun can only get 450 feet. And if we get too close, it's going to attack the ship. So you know what they do? Jason Statham dives into the water by himself to go tag this thing. And here's the here's the big problem with this movie. Like, because I'm okay. It's stupid. It's a stupid movie. It's a dumb Jaws-ish. Jaws is awesome, though. I love yeah, Jaws. Yeah, 100%. But it is a dumb shark movie, okay? But I don't care as much. The problem I do have is they're supposed to be in this... Okay, think about it. You've just been attacked by a shark, and you just made this awesome rescue, and now the shark's loose. You let it loose. It attacked the the research facility. You're now chasing after it. you got to be scared. you got to be concerned, right? And he's making jokes. He's like cracking Jason jokes. Jason Him in the in the in the the uh, the uh, the marine biologist yeah. chick, the because she's Asian. She's the Asian one in this film. Um, well, there are a lot of Asians. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they're making they're like flirting, but it's that kind of like this is a romantic comedy flirting. It was really weird, and I'm just like, why are they stopping to make these jokes? Like, I'll miss you only a little, and I'm like, why is this happening? This would not be happening. Yeah, like you'd be freaking out about all a this giant prehistoric. Yeah, shark. there's like a giant prehistoric, and they can see the fin. It's out there, and he's about to jump in the water by himself, and you're making jokes, and I'm like, I get that you're trying to make this like a light film, but no, and it makes a lot of sense. The trailer, remember how it had a problem with the trailer because it was like serious, and then it went beyond the sea, yeah. and it's all jokey and stuff. Now I understand why, because the movie's like that. <laughs> it's like real serious at times, and then it's like, well, let's just make a bunch of jokes. It's just, it's so funny, and it's like, but you wouldn't. It, it's so weird, and they wouldn't actually act in that way. So what ends up happening is they actually. I'm really disappointed that Jason Statham didn't get on a surfboard to shoot the megalodon with the tracker. <laughs> no, so he goes and shoots the megalodon. I don't know how he did it. Anyway, they catch the megalodon and they kill it right then. Okay, so it's like. Midway through the midway through the hold on, it's midway through the movie, and so there's this big chase scene and whatever stuff happens, and um and it, I think it attacks the boat a little bit anyway. So now you see this big old shark on the back of their yacht, and it is a big shark. Okay, but it ain't that big. Okay, there's another megalodon, and it comes and eats the other megalodon that's hanging from the boat. <laughs> they Just out of nowhere. How did they not know this other? And it's like three times the size of the other shark. It's a huge freaking shark. So how did they okay. not know that the okay. shark was around right. here? The one they caught, yes, was, was is that, is the one that has been 
No. They're at the beginning of it the movie. It actually wasn't that Megalodon. It's the one that chomped down. Nobody saw it but the little girl. Okay. And he was, like Jason Statham was remarking, he's like, look, the bite marks and the radius are yeah. not big enough to even do that. Did he actually say radius? He said bite radius, <laughs> just like Hooper did in freaking Jaws. <laughs> so now they're chasing this shark, but they, they're they both all jacked up, you know, and, every, and uh, a whole bunch of people die. There's not a lot of blood and guts in this movie. And then there's this famous fishing sp- or swimming spot off the coast of some island, I don't know, some Southeast Asian island, whatever. And there's all these people in the water, like insane amount of people. Yeah. And the shark is just, but it's not really killing people. It's really weird. It just kind of swims under them and eats a couple of people, and that's it. Like I would think it would just open its mouth and just mow everybody down. Um, so there's a little bit of carnage there. They end up killing the shark. I mean, almost everybody dies. They so end up the, killing the, shark. The, the bigger megalodon. The, they end up killing the big megalodon. How do they kill it? I for stupid. It's stupid. I don't care. <laughs> The, the I don't even Jason care. Statham I don't like, care. I think he blew a submersible with bombs he, in it. No, he didn't. No, yeah. Oh, freaking! They had they had like rocket launchers on their submersibles. <laughs> I'm not joking around. They had rocket launchers and they were shooting the shark. <laughs> and he and he had oh he had damaged his submersible like he he ran into a rock and so it had this big old jagged sharp thing and he's like I'm gonna cut it open and he goes sideways kind of like he didn't transport that to was get that the bomb best off. Best Jason Statham and, impersonation. And, and I know, and he cuts the shark down the middle in the belly, and so it's bleeding profusely. And then I think he just shoots it and it dies. I don't know. He jabs in the eye or something. It's some dumb. I don't even remember how it ended because like this movie is so stupid, and I didn't care at that point. But Rain Wilson did die because <laughs> he was the evil corporate guy. Of course he did. Um, did he get eaten by a megalodon? He did get eaten by the megalodon because so. Okay, after they found out they had this bigger megalodon they had to deal with, he's like, oh, forget this. I'm calling the government. I'm We're not in this anymore. But he didn't actually call the government. He told them all, I called the government, and we're going to evacuate. He didn't call anybody. He wasn't going to evacuate anybody. He just said, I need to make this go away quietly because everyone that gets eaten is a liability. And so he takes some SEAL team. I don't know what. I don't. I guess he's a bit interested in doing anything. So he takes a SEAL team so out. Is he get like a mercenary SEAL team? Yeah, it's like a merc team. You know, he's a mercenary. It's a security force. And they um, are dropping depth charges to try to kill the shark. And then this shark, uh, this how about this? This carcass floats up. And they're like, we got the shark. And I'm like, okay, that's and obviously not the, the freaking Megalodon shark. Well, anyway, and so they, they, he goes, he, they, they make sure, and he goes, go close to it. And he's like, get me a tooth. And the guy comes back and goes, this thing don't have any teeth. And he's like, well, freaking duh. It's a, it's a whale, obviously. <laughs> and so all these sharks are going and eating the whale. And then they all swim away. And then you know the megalodon's coming. And the megalodon comes and takes a big chomp out of the side. And he's still alive. And he's like, hey, you guys forgot me. Because the boat flew, you know, uh, drove away. And then the megalodon just chomps him. He's dead. So it's it's not... I, I wouldn't consider okay. it a good movie. It's better than Sharknado. Um, but... It's not a good movie. <laughs> it's just it's. It Did takes, they leave it open for a sequel? No, I think they should have. I think it shouldn't have killed the shark because I movie. feel like they have a missed opportunity to make well, more terrible movies because the gas pockets now open, right? No, no, no. It closed up right. It's oh, closed up instantly. Okay. So they went through because that's why they only thought one shark came through. They didn't know there's another shark. Number one, I guess. I don't know. I don't freak. How do you not? Okay, if this thing is three times bigger than the megalodon that you just saw. You would have seen this in the water. It makes no sense. Um, so yeah, it's just dumb. And then Does they get together. Jason Statham's character look like he would actually know the word megalodon. 
He no, but he says it. He's like, yeah, it's a megalodon. <laughs> he's listening. That was a better Jason Statham, wasn't it? So he's he before he even sees the shark, before he knows anything, before yeah. anybody says anything about megalodon, she's like, oh my gosh, it's this giant shark, and he goes, it's a megalodon, and I'm like. Your impersonation got worse. It got worse because he got worse in this movie. <laughs> I think he was actually drunk for this movie the whole time. Um, this movie was, it's not, I wouldn't say it's pure garbage. Like I'd watch this before I'd watch Jurassic World 2. Okay. Because it was at least entertaining. Okay. Right? It was stupid. And the scenes where they were like being jokey and like there were some certain things where, I don't know, you just, you just caught, you just had this fight with this big old shark and you caught it. And the the fat guy's like in they're making jokes. He's like, put your head in the shark. Oh, put your head in there, take a picture. And then he makes it move so it moves the shark. And the guy goes, Oh, and he falls into the water. I'm about to knock over something else. He falls <laughs> into the water and uh and then he's like making jokes and talking all this stuff. And you know, I'm like, obviously, bro, you're gonna get eaten in the middle of this water. There's a bunch of sharks there earlier. Why are you still in the water? And then that the big megalodon comes in, swallows him, and hits the shark. So yeah. And I don't even remember how the Megalodon died, but I know it died. <laughs> how, can you, how can you be sure? Yeah, I think it blew There were it. four Jaws movies. There were four I'm, I'm, Well, this is based upon a book series, and there is a sequel. Because like the big, the big, the Megalodon in the first book was actually the baby Megalodon, and then the mama Megalodon. So I think they were trying to do the same thing here, but they just had big sharks, and they were fighting them. Well, and at no, at no point did they actually attempt to do anything correct in like call the authorities <laughs> i mean when they said they did it's like oh when you talk about a prehistoric shark they make jokes they think you're joking i'm like but you don't tell them that you just say hey there's a really large shark that we just tracked like no it, obviously if you told them that and you're in, you're the oceanographers and man of one they'd listen to you what are you talking about <laughs> come on bro like yeah. i don't get it it's just it was dumb it was dumb and by the way the dog survived there's a dog. You know, have you seen that? Have you seen the trailer? I have. There's but... a little dog that jumps in the water and it starts swimming away from the shark. Oh, and you okay. think it gets eaten because I'm telling you right now, yeah. that shot it got eaten. <laughs> like there's no way it didn't yeah. get eaten. Okay, because the shark was it's, it was like the dog was here and the shark was like that, but it comes at the end. So. Speaking of bad movies, oh, <laughs> because I'm not going to talk about Ready Player One again, but it is garbage. Um, I saw Rampage on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. So no, no. Let's look what the let's look what the uh, what the Rotten Tomatoes is for Rampage. That was a bad movie. No, that was a, no. It was a bad movie. Let's see what the Meg like. Got. Everyone in it. Got. The Meg got forty eight percent. Actually, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Rampage. Yeah, Rampage. Everyone in it. What? I mean, look. It wasn't like a good, well acted film. It at wasn't all. even a good movie, like at all. It was interesting. No, it wasn't. It was. Did they even have Rampage in here? The fifty-two percent. The giant gorilla it was dumb. Whatever flipped off of the rock a that lot. Was, that was funny. A lot. Come on, that was funny. You didn't like that? A lot. It was. Uh, it was so unnecessary. <laughs> it was a bad movie. He shouldn't have made it. Um. So what about the Rampage arcade machine in the background? All <laughs> of the, it. The villains were terrible. Yeah. The villains yeah. were the worst. Yeah. I did. I. I mean, I like the Rock. He was cool. I, I like the um, the flying wolf. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that that was that was kind of the lizard was the, cool. The fight the, with the lizard was cool. The monkey was not cool. Yeah, I didn't care about any of that. Yeah. I, I um and what's his name? Uh, Negan. I don't remember yeah. his name. He was, his name? He, was, he was he was he was interesting. But they said his his accent was a little too much. 
I think it was a little a little too country. Well, it was very Negan. Oh, it was very yeah. was it very Negan? It was very Negan. Oh, he's probably yeah. just doing Negan. Yeah. It got fifty two percent by the way. Let's yeah. see what Skyscraper got. It It just wasn't good. I I I watched it because there was nothing else to do on the plane. I I watched it while flying to India. You should have read Ready Player One. Uh, no, I shouldn't have because I listened. I, okay, I listened to the audiobook of Ready Player One because I thought you know Skyscraper hey, got a forty-eight. By the way, well, you know, it was less. That's less incorrect. Fifty-two incorrect. for Rampage. Yeah, that's incorrect. Um, Rampage, Ready Player One, both start with R's, both garbage. <laughs> What was that other movie that The Rock made? Uh, Jumanji. Jumanji was fantastic. So, one out of three, Rock. Good job. <laughs> I still want to see Skyscraper, though. Skyscraper was good. Rampage is hot garbage. I don't know if it's hot garbage. I mean, what did you did you expect it to be really good? Jumanji got a 76% rate. Yeah. The, the original Jumanji got a 53%. See, here's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> right there, guys. That's garbage. It all comes back around. That, it all comes, all back, comes back, around. back around. That's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten my face. Hey, here's a quick versus. Zombie versus shark. Zombie. All the way. What You don't even know what the versus is. Like, is, a, is a zombie going to... shark. Like, I'm not saying who would win in a fight. No, I'm saying like movie... Oh, like, like a, zombie watch movie a zombie movie or a shark movie? movie? What's the what's your favorite zombie movie? We shouldn't talk about this right now. We yeah, we're gonna do episode. a zombie. We're gonna do what's a zombie your favorite episode? shark movie. <laughs> Joss, Joss, Joss is a great shark Joss. movie. Yeah. There's not too many other good shark movies. Deep Blue Sea is okay. Yeah, I was gonna bring. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you where does the Meg fall in between Ooh, Jaws Anaconda. <laughs> deep, deep it falls in anaconda bro that's where it falls it actually does it actually does it's like anaconda so just awful just aw- i mean it, well anaconda wasn't just awful it was just like kind of like oh okay this is it was weird like it doesn't make sense at least deep blue sea was was okay so was- while in india there's apparently a sequel to anaconda what where the thing has babies there's a sequel to anaconda there is how many movies did you watch in india <laughs> I've watched a lot on the plane. <laughs> oh. But this is, I was flipping channels in India. Um, we're dragging this episode. The Hunt now. for Blood Ar- Orchid. Yeah. Yes, there's a sequel. Yeah. Hey, do y'all like Anaconda? Are <laughs> <laughs> y'all like. Dragon? I think we should wrap this did one up. Did you see The Meg? What did you think of The Meg? Did yeah. you like uh, Rampage with The Rock Johnson? Do you think Dwayne The Rock Johnson stopped making movies? Hey, drop us a line. Tell us what you think at uh, it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at IGTGS show. Join the conversation on Facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You like that join the conversation part? I like that. I'm real brand marketing here. <laughs> or Instagram at it's going to get stupid. Visit our website when it works at it's going to get stupid.com. You have to have that www. If you don't put the www, <laughs> you're not on the world wide web. I should probably fix you that, might, shouldn't I? You might be on the dark web. DW. <laughs> don't buy any anacondas on the dark web. <laughs> Anyway, if you don't know what the dark web is, do not Google it. <laughs> also, do not Google pedophiliac on your work computer ever. Today's birthday. Happy birthday, Carl Winslow from <laughs> Family Matters. <laughs> three, two, one. One, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? Ready player one because it's garbage. <laughs>